doorstep by keith laumer this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. reading by matt perard doorstep by keith laumer the general was bucking for his other star and this miserable contraction bucked right back steadying his elbow on the kitchen table serving as desk brigadier general strott levelled his binoculars and stared out through the second-floor window of the farmhouse at the bulky object lying canted at the end of the wood lot he watched the figures moving over and around the grey mass then flipped the lever on the field telephone at his elbow how are you boys doing major general since that box this morning i know all about the box bill so does washington by now what have you got that's new sir i haven't got anything to report yet i have four crews on it and it still looks impervious as hell still getting the sounds from inside intermittently general i'm giving you one more hour major i want that thing cracked the general dropped the phone back on its cradle and peeled the cellophane from a cigar absently he had moved fast he reflected after the state police notified him at nine forty one last night he had his men on the spot the area evacuated of civilians and a preliminary report on its way to washington by midnight at two thirty six they had discovered the four-inch cube lying on the ground fifteen feet from the huge object missile capsule bomb whatever it was but now several hours later nothing new the field phone jangled strop grabbed it up general we've discovered a thin spot up on the top side all we can tell so far is that the wall thickness falls off there all right keep after it bill this was more like it if brigadier general strop could have this thing wrapped up by the time washington awoke to the fact that it was something big well he'd been waiting a long time for that second star this was his chance and he would damn well make the most of it he looked across the field at the thing it was half in and half out of the woods flat-sided round-ended featureless maybe he should go over and give it a closer look personally he might spot something the others were missing it might blow them all to kingdom come any second but what the hell he had earned his star on sheer guts in normandy he still had him he keyed the phone i'm coming down bill he told the major on impulse he strapped a pistol belt on not much use against a house-sized bomb but the heft of it felt good the thing looked bigger than ever as the jeep approached it bumping across the muck of the freshly ploughed field from here he could see a faint line running around just below the juncture of side and top major greer hadn't mentioned that the line was quite obvious in fact it was more of a crack with a sound like a baseball smacking the catcher's glove the crack opened the upper half tilted men sliding then impossibly it stood open vibrating like the roof of a house suddenly lifted the driver gunned the jeep there were cries and a ragged shrilling that set strott's teeth on edge the men were running back now two of them dragging a third major greer 
emerged from behind the object looked about ran toward general strout shouting a man dead it snapped we weren't expecting it strout jumped out beside the men who had stopped now and were looking back the underside of the gaping lid was an iridescent black the shrill noise sounded thinly across the field greer arrived panting what happened strout snapped i was checking over that thin spot general the first thing i knew it was coming up under me i fell tate was at the other side he held on and it snapped him loose against a tree his skull what the devil's that racket that's the sound we were getting from inside before general there's something in there alive all right pull yourself together major we're not unprepared bring your half-tracks into position the tanks will be here soon strop glanced at the men standing about he would show them what leadership meant you men keep back he said he puffed his cigars calmly as he walked toward the looming object the noise stopped suddenly that was a relief there was a faint and curious odor in the air something like chlorine or seaweed or iodine there were no marks in the ground surrounding the thing it had apparently dropped straight into its present position it was heavy too the soft soil was displaced in a mound a foot high all along the side behind him strout heard a yell he whirled the men were pointing the jeep started up churned toward him wheels spinning he looked up over the edge of the gray wall six feet above his head a great reddish limb like the claw of a crab moved groping strop yanked the forty-five from its holster jacked the action and fired soft matter spattered and the claw jerked back the screeching started up again angrily then was drowned in the engine roar as the jeep slid to a stop strop stooped grabbed up a leaf to which a quivering lump adhered jumped into the vehicle as it leapt forward then a shock and they were going into a spin and lucky it was soft ground somebody said and somebody else asked what about the driver silence strout opened his eyes what about a stranger was looking down at him an ordinary-looking fellow of about thirty-five easy now general strout you've had a bad spill everything is all right i'm professor lieberman from the university the driver strout said with an effort he was killed when the jeep went over went over the creature lashed out with a member resembling a scorpion's stinger it struck the jeep and flipped it you were thrown clear the driver jumped and the jeep rolled on him strout pushed himself up where's greer i'm right here sir major greer stepped up stood attentively those tanks here yet no sir i had a call from general margrave there is some sort of hold-up something about not destroying scientific material i did get the mortars over from the base strout got to his feet the stranger took his arm you ought to lie down general who the hell is going to make me greer get those mortars in place spaced between your tracks the telephone rang strout seized it general strout general margrave here strout i'm glad you're back on your feet there'll be some scientists from the state university coming over 
cooperate with them you are going to have to hold things together at least until i can get another man in there to another man general margrave i'm not incapacitated the situation is under complete control it is is it i understand you've got still another casualty what's happened to your defensive capabilities that was an accident sir the jeep we'll review that matter at a later date what i'm calling about is more important right now the coat men have made some headway on that box of yours it's putting out a sort of transmission what kind sir half the message it's only twenty seconds long repeated is in english it's a fragment of a recording from a daytime radio program one of the network men here identified it the rest is gibberish they're still working over it what bryant tells me he thinks there may be some sort of correspondence between the two parts of the message i wouldn't know myself in my opinion it's a threat of some sort i agree general an ultimatum right keep your men back at a safe distance from now on i want no more casualties strout cursed his luck as he hung up the phone margrave was ready to relieve him after he had exercised every precaution he had to do something fast before this opportunity for promotion slipped out of his hands he looked at major greer i'm neutralizing this thing once and for all there'll be no more men killed lieberman stood up general i must protest any attack against this strout world i'm handling this professor i don't know who let you in here or why but i'll make the decisions i'm stopping this man-killer before it comes out of its nest maybe gets into that village beyond the woods there are four thousand civilians there it's my job to protect them he jerked his head at greer strode out of the room lieberman followed pleading the creature has shown no signs of aggressiveness general strout with two men dead you should have kept them back oh it was my fault was it strout stared at lieberman with cold fury this civilian pushed his way in here then had the infernal gall to accuse him brigadier-general strout of causing the death of his own men if he had the fellow in uniform for five minutes you're not well general that fall keep out of my way professor strout said he turned and went on down the stairs the present foul of could ruin his career and now this egghead interference with greer at his side strout moved out to the edge of the field all right major open up with your fifty calibers greer called a command and a staccato rattle started up the smell of cordite and the blue haze of gun smoke this was more like it he was in command here lieberman came up to strout general i appeal to you in the name of science hold off a little longer at least until we learn what the message is about get back from the firing line professor strout turned his back on the civilian raised the glasses to observe the effect of the recoilless rifle there was a tremendous smack of displaced air and a thunderous boom as the explosive shell struck strout saw the gray shape jump the raised lid waver dust rose from about it there was no other effect keep firing greer strout snapped almost with a feeling of triumph the thing was impervious to artillery 
now who was going to say it was no threat how about the mortar sir greer said we can drop a few rounds right inside it all right try that before the lid drops and what we'll try next i don't know he thought the mortar fired with a muffled thud struck watched tensely five seconds later the object erupted in a gout of pale pink debris the lid rocked pinkish fluid running down its opalescent surface a second burst and a third a great fragment of the menacing claw hung from the branch of a tree a hundred feet from the ship Strott grabbed up the phone cease fire lieberman stared in horror at the carnage the telephone rang Strout picked it up general Strout, he said his voice was firm he had put an end to the threat Strout, we've broken the message general margrave said excitedly it's the damnedest thing i ever Strout wanted to interrupt announce his victory but margrave was droning on strange sort of reasoning but there was a certain analogy in any event i'm assured the translation is accurate here's how it reads in english Strout listened then he carefully placed the receiver back on the hook lieberman stared at him what did he say Strout cleared his throat he turned and looked at lieberman for a long moment before answering it said please take good care of my little girl end of doorstep by keith lomer